And this is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. And today's episode is titled Changing Our View of Money. Changing Our View of Money. The world has the way that they view money, but then there's a biblical way to view money as well. And we'll be talking about both of those views. And this most likely is going to carry into another podcast. So again, I hope that you will tune in and listen to both podcasts. I've got a lot to share with you, and we'll be in God's Word a lot as well. Before I get started, I just want to talk about the purpose of this podcast, and I pray that it gets you to thinking and gets you into God's Word. And every time I do a episode, I learn something new and fall more in love with God's Word, and I hope you do the same. And if this podcast changes one life, or if it leads one person back to Christ, then it's all been worth it. I've prayed God would use this podcast for His glory. I'll talk about my opinions and things that I found to be true in the Christian walk, but also we'll have a look at what God's Word says about the issues that are around us today, and then you can formulate your own ideas. And again, my biggest encouragement is just read the Word, because the Word always will speak for itself. There aren't enough people speaking the truth these days, and I believe God has given me a platform to do that. I realize it might be controversial at times, and I could lose some friends doing this and saying the things that I'm going to say, but I would rather tell you the truth and lose a friend than do you a disservice and not tell you the truth just to be accepted. And that's something that's very important to me. I'm not going to go to sleep at night and worry about how many friends I lost because of what I said. If I am standing on the truth of God's word, I know he is going to honor that. So again, today's episode is about changing our view of money. And I hope by the end of this podcast that you realize that money is not everything. It's not everything that the world says that it would be. And I, I hope uh, you come into the mindset that I have, and that is, you know what, you can have all the money in this world. Just give me Jesus. Because if Jesus is all you have, then you have all you need. Amen. That is so true. If Jesus is all you have, then you have all you need. Money does not make any difference. Uh, but let's talk about how the world views money. And money is seen as a status symbol here on earth. But I would argue that many of the millionaires and billionaires don't even know Christ. They give to charities to make themselves feel better. Um, I believe that some of them may think that, you know, if they, if they give enough or by giving, maybe that's going to get their way into heaven. But that is just not the case because Acts 8.20 tells us this. And I like to read from the English Standard Version. I don't know what version you have, but I've just found that the English Standard Version seems to flow the best, and it's the one that I've gotten the most comfortable with. So I'll be reading from the ESV with all the verses that I have today. And again, we'll start with Acts 8.20. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. One of the biggest things that I think we can take away from that verse is God's love cannot be bought. That's the, one of the most amazing things about our God. He never changes his love never wavers, and he cannot be bought. He could care less how much money you have. As long as your heart belongs to him, that is what matters. That's the mindset we have to get to is, again, the money does not make any difference. It's having a relationship with God that makes all the difference. The world pushes this idea that money can buy you happiness and it, it can be used to give you a position of power. But again, I would argue that if many think that if they give back enough, it will get them into heaven. But of course, we are also reminded in Titus 3, 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy and by the washing of regeneration and renewal 
of the Holy Spirit. It's not by the works that we are done. It is in faith alone. And it, we, are, of course, are reminded that throughout God's word, that it's not by works of righteousness. Works will not get us into heaven. Faith in Jesus alone will get us to heaven. And here's also why Jesus talked about money, I believe, more than any other topic. If, if he didn't, it's one of the most talked about things that Jesus talked about. Why? Because, of course, he knew how dangerous money can be. And I want to talk about why money is dangerous and how the love of money can drive us away from God. And I am going to now read what I believe is one of the most misquoted verses and taken out of context verses in all of the Bible. It's 1 Timothy 6.10. I'm going to read it and then I'll go back and we'll examine a couple of the words in the verse just to make sure that we understand what the verse is talking about. 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Now I want to go back to the beginning of that verse. For the love of money is a root. It does not say money is the root of all evil. Money itself, I don't think, is bad. The love of money, because if you love money more than you love God, then, as that verse says, it has made many wander away from the faith, and they have pierced themselves with many pangs. So the love of money is what is dangerous in the Christian walk. And again, it's easy to fall in, in love with money in the world today because the world is just pushing it. They want us to gather up riches, buy the newest thing, buy a bigger one, buy the newer one. It's a focus on the things of this world, which again, don't matter. And there, there's a saying that you can't take it with you. And that is a very true statement and one that we need to live by as well. But again, I hope that you get to the mindset of you can have this world, just give me Jesus because he is enough. Our status here on earth, how many things we have won't matter. And again, Jesus talked about money throughout his word, and he gave this parable of the rich fool. And again, this is a parable that is very important and one that I think we can learn a lot from as well, especially if you are focusing on money or if you're worried about your money. At the end of this verse, it says something that's very profound. Again, I'll talk about that in just a moment. This is the parable of the rich fool, and it's in Luke 12, 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against the covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentiful. And he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. Wow, there's a lot that we can learn from that parable, but I love the ending part where it says, God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. We're never promised tomorrow. What are you going to do with all the riches that you've gathered up if God calls you home tonight? Whose are they going to be? You, you, you did all that work. You, 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 you made that your priority was to gather things up and have all these things, and it's not going to matter because our status here on earth and everything that we have does not matter. I love the Statler Brothers. They're one of my favorite music groups, and they have a song called One Size Fits All. 
and I love the lyrics in this song, and and I'm not going to sing it for you, so don't worry about that. But in there, it says, our stature here on earth won't measure our worth. In his eyes, one size fits all. When we get to heaven and get our crowns of glory, one size fits all. Oh, I, I just love that. Our money and what we have here on earth does not make any difference when we get up to heaven. If we are saved and we, we, we have faith in Jesus Christ, we are all the same in heaven. You know, I know uh, the, uh, the, the left sits here and shouts that they want equality and that everything should be equal. I got news for you. In heaven, it is equal because we are all sinners saved by grace. And it's important to plan for the future. I'm not saying that, you know, having a retirement plan or saving for the future is not important, but we still have to be responsible with what God has entrusted to us. We can't fall in love with money and worry about it and let it consume and take over our lives. God entrusts each of us with a different amount, and I believe we'll be responsible for how we use that money. And, and something else that's very important is God does not need our money but he will use it. He does not need it, but he will use it. And I know it delights him when we give back to him. And another important concept about money that has helped me in the Christian walk is just to remember it all belongs to him anyway. We are not to fall in love with money. And yes, ultimately it doesn't matter, but at the same time, it all belongs to him. And if, if our lives belong to him, if you say my life belongs to him, then our money belongs to him as well. And, and money is one of the many areas of our life that we want to be in control of because we're, we're, we're worried about it or, uh, you know, it, it affects our livelihood and the way that we live every day. There is a fear of living in poverty or of being poor. But I can tell you this, if you have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you are richer than all the riches in the world put together. And I just want to talk real quick about my money philosophy. And again, this may not be your philosophy, and I'm not saying this is a, a catch-all or this is the only way that you can do it. But I think it's important, as I said, to be responsible with what God has entrusted to us. And so my philosophy is this. My philosophy is I don't think it's a good idea to have a car payment. I don't think it's good to have a mortgage. And again, you may think that that's crazy. I realize most of the world does that. I don't think it's good to live beyond your means. I think we have to be responsible with what God has given us. And I'm not saying if you've if you've got a car payment or if you have a house um, that, that that you're living in sin or that you're not being as responsible. I just think uh, the 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 way that God would want us to live is not to have those. I can't imagine driving a car that's not mine or living in a house that is not mine. And again, I realize that is not the way that most of the world thinks, and that's not. Not what the world pushes, but I think that that is being physically responsible for one thing, but also responsible with what God has entrusted to me. And I know that this verse isn't really talking about money, but it is a verse that I have used and I have taken it and applied it to this. And that's Romans 13, 8. Oh, no one, anything except to love each other for the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. And again, I know that the title uh, of that passage that that is in is called Fulfilling the Law Through Love, but I have used that verse for my philosophy. And again, it works for me. Something else may work for you, but I think the thing that will work for all of us is that if we just get into that mindset of money is not everything, and if we have Jesus, then we have all we need, and he, he will supply all of our needs. Again, I don't buy what I can't afford. I don't live beyond my means. And maybe you've got 
a lot of outstanding debt. Maybe you have that car payment or that house payment or you want to live different. I just encourage you to ask God to show you how to be more responsible with the money that he has entrusted to you. And it's not a get rich quick scheme. If you turn it over to him and you say, okay, God, you're the God of my finances. You are in charge of this. You may not get out of debt the next day, but I believe that he will come in and he will help clean up the mess and he'll show you how to be more responsible with your money. He'll put people in your life that can help you in that area and learn how to be responsible with what is entrusted to you. And again, we're all walking the Christian walk together. I am not perfect. I am a sinner saved by grace just like you are. And and my philosophy that I just mentioned may not work for you, but I believe that it is important to be responsible with what he has given to us. And I also believe that when you turn it over to him, he will give you this peace about your finances. We are reminded in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that applies for any of our issues. We are to turn it over to him and he will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can't buy that peace. The world doesn't understand that peace. It's a peace that cannot be bought. And again, I think the world thinks you can go out and you can buy anything in the world if you've got the money, but that is not true. You cannot buy God's love, you cannot buy the peace that he gives us. Another important concept, I believe, is that it's important that we give back to God and make God first in our lives. And we are to lay up treasures in heaven rather than here on earth. And again, you may have heard this verse as well, but in case you have not, it's Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth, moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steel for where your treasure is there your heart will be also we took a look at the parable of the rich fool and how god was saying that what what are you going to do with all the riches that you have here on earth if you are called home tonight what are you going to do whose are they going to be and what a great question that is and that is why this verse is so important as well because we are to seek the kingdom first we are to store up treasures in heaven because God is in control of those treasures that they won't get, gather rust they won't gather dust uh, I, I know that rhymes and you may think that's a little cheesy but it's the truth the the treasures that we store up in heaven will be there with us they are eternal the treasures and, and the riches that we may have here on earth are temporal and so we have to seek and gather up treasures that are in heaven again that's another important concept And I realize that giving back to God is easier for some. After all, one of the spiritual gifts is giving, and God does not give every spiritual gift to everyone. So it's easier for some to give back to others. We've kind of conquered that area. We we understand that area, and it's a gift that God has given to us. Uh, I realize that it is harder for some, but I have found this, and I have found that those that do give back to God first, generally, again, not always, this is not a, a, this applies to every thing, but they generally uh, are at peace with their finances. They don't have serious financial problems because God honors that. When we give back to him first, he will honor that. And I've got a lot more to cover. I'm going to talk about tithing coming up here on the next podcast. One of my goals of this podcast was I wanted to try and keep each episode under 20 minutes. And we've got several minutes left. But what I've got to talk about, I, I kind of want to carry it into the next one. And so let's just say this quick prayer. And so uh, let's go to the throne of grace. Lord, I thank you for today. 
And Lord, I pray that there would be many of my brothers and sisters in Christ out there that would change their mindset about money and realize it's not about money. It's about having a relationship with you and that, that you would help change their mindset and that they would realize if they have Jesus, they have all they need and you will supply all our needs. And I pray for those that want to make you the, the, the Lord of their finances, that, that they would come to you and that you would move in their hearts and move in their lives and that you would come in and you would be the Lord over their finances today. Lord, thank you for all of the blessings in my life and thank you for sending Jesus to die for us and pay the price that we owe. He did not pay with money. He played with paid with his blood at Calvary. Thank you for all of the blessings in my life. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. And you'll want to stay tuned to the next podcast as I continue our conversation about changing our mindset about money and talking about biblical giving. Until next time, remember Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless.